0: My name is Nate Ben from Brighton, and you're listening to the Dame Baptiste Questions Everything podcast. My question is, would you rather have no upper lip or no nose? Surgery is not an option. Okay, here comes a show and we to
1: question everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste. My producer friend, Howard Cohen, aka The Hiser. Hello. And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked. And we are talking everything from.
0: We are talking everything from Nate Ben from Brighton's question Would you rather have no upper lip or no nose? Nate, what's going on, mate? You alright? That's quite the question. I'm not sure. It's. I mean, that sounds like
1: referring to the procedure of maybe removing a cleft palate. I'm not going to go too deeply into it, but I. I think I would rather have no upper lip. I feel like the installation of an upper lip is a lot. Uh, I could get cosmetic surgery for a lip. I feel like getting a nose and then attaching that to the rest of your sinus cavity, and is a bit is a bit harder. Because the thing is, even if I haven't got a top lip, I still got a tongue and a nose, so I can smell and eat good food. Whereas, correct, without a top lip. I mean, maybe I can't kiss the chef because the food's good, but I can still eat the food. And exactly. And we both know there's a lot of people in this world who don't have top lips, Howard, and they live they live normalish lives ish
0: yeah, ish. Ish. well it's a pretty weird question Nate but well done mate you you made it onto the show and uh, we answer all the questions we ask all the questions as that has just proved
1: exactly all the questions all the questions and if you uh, have questions for the show uh, please send in to the show and if you enjoy the show please rate and review it on iTunes you can also catch the show on Spotify where you can follow us and you can also find us on Acast the world's largest podcast network so don't miss it there either Uh, if
2: he had said tongue if he had said tongue oh or, uh, that would be because a tongue
1: can do a lot of things a tongue can do a, does a lot uh, you, need, you, need your, you need your tongue for taste and uh, speaking of tongue as you guys can hear it's my pleasure to introduce today's very special guest uh, they are a beloved comedian radio presenter and TV personality who we all know is destined for a starter because of their natural warmth many listeners recognise her and from her many TV appearances on Loose Women she's also gone on to appear in shows such as Celebrity Master Chef and The Stand Up Sketch Show she regularly smashes Instagram and social media with a variety of content for of opinion, advice, laughter, and mainly love, which makes her so special, and she is the personification of nominative determinism. She is all about the love, so please, welcome to the show, the one and only Ms. Judy Love. Ooh,
2: that was, that was such an intro, I was like, who the hell is he talking about?
1: Like, is <laughs> that <laughs> me, yeah? That's that definitely like, you. We elevate. We like to elevate on this podcast, we like to elevate, there's, there's no question about the quality of guests.
2: You need to be my host every time I walk on that stage because with that kind of, I'm going to be like, you know what, you need to triple pay. Triple pay this ass. <laughs> Did you just hear what
1: you said? This is it. Well, that's, the on. that's the producer there. We like it's t- deserved. I we mean, like exactly. it's a joy.
0: You know, it's one of the things that you really produce in this show, Judy. You kind of actually learn to love, which is, look at this lovely person that's coming on here. And, and you do... It emit love and, and warmth and 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 fun and energy into the universe, doesn't she, Dane? So it's a pleasure she, to write.
1: She that. does because everyone everyone knows me, Judy. I'm not known for smiling, but I can't help but do it when you're around. That says a lot.
2: <laughs> that is such a compliment. That <laughs> yeah, I've, never, I've never seen you with a screw face yet.
1: what I'm saying. Life. I can't do it when you're around, Judy. I can't keep on my screw face. I can't keep. I can. Face. I can.
0: I've seen that face, by the way. So it does exist, Judy. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so Julie gets it all the time, she gets it all the time Julie, how are you doing, by the way?
2: You know what, I'm doing good, I'm here with you Finally got my sofas, because I didn't have no sofas for nearly two damn weeks nice. So I'm sitting here, feeling nice with you guys, sunshine a little bit Kids are eating me out of house and home. But hey, you know what, it could be so much worse Just did my Monday motivation video I'm going to take a break of social media, everything for a week only a week, people. <laughs> ain't going to no. go.
1: People's, <laughs> people's panicking. People's panicking. They, they need to no, take a I, in
2: their life. I'm going to take a week. I like to encourage uh, people to just take that time I think we need it. There's been so much going on in the last five, six months absolutely. that I think we need to take, whether it's three days, two days, just to just get some peace back in your mind.
1: Absolutely. Mm. We absolutely agree, Judy. And you know, for those who don't know, Judy, you came in the game like a wrecking ball. Like, how, how long have you been doing comedy for now? <laughs>
2: I've been doing comedy about six, seven years, I'd say. So it's a 2013 or 14.
1: Yeah. Oh man, see that's yeah, kind of flown yeah, by, I mean, and yeah, people don't know. Judy came in naturally warm as the uh, the big sister and the, uh, the the young auntie and the and the, and the lady next door, and you know. Run, I
2: love run. that day. This is I it. I love that you <laughs> said the young auntie because I came in a little bit older, and I love that you said like, I'm banging the middle. I'm not. I'm not the same. I'm not the same age as the older ones. That was who kind of brought us in. But yeah, yeah. then I'm a little bit older. Just a few years. Just a few years and some of the ones that were there in the game yeah, for a little yeah. while. So I've come right in the middle. So that young auntie thing, you know, like that auntie that really, if you calculated, <laughs> it, couldn't really be auntie. Yes, but because it. they're your mum's sister, because the grandma and granddad had a little thing later on in life. Yeah, yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know. You're the, you're the
1: one at, I, We know Judy's the one that cashed at the christening with a spliff, but she's like, make sure you have <laughs> some drinks, make sure you have some water before you go home. <laughs> that, that's like,
2: all right, Auntie right, Judy. That's what's up. All right. Auntie, Auntie, Auntie Judy, where all the, all the nephews and nieces are like, Yeah, I want to go and say Auntie Judy's, yeah. Yeah, come back,
1: it's great. Like, Aunt, Auntie Judy, can I stay with you? My mum's tripping again. And you're like, Oh, all right. But you know, I don't like to get involved in the madness.
0: But <laughs> the first time I ever saw Judy was in Vault Festival at a funny women competition. Oh, and yeah. Um, I would say that that evening was a pleasant evening and there were many people who have talent. uh, Yeah. But, and the audience responded nicely because there's a lot of people in there to support, support people. Yeah. But Judy came on and it was just, it was just, you just demolished it. It was just, it was just destruction. And the thing that I think the audience responded to most about you was not being sure when it was your material and when it was just you. I think that's one of the great things about watching Judy live, guys, if you ever get to, to go and see her live, is I don't think you ever really know if Judy's talking to you as in, I'm just going to talk to you, or if it's material. Now, obviously, there is mass- masses of material, right? But um, It's
2: a, a material that is real life. yeah. So <laughs> Real life stuff I try to talk about, or, or I try to talk about things that people can relate to. So uh, thank you for that. I didn't win. I didn't win, though, but thank I you. I was
0: a judge, and I must tell you, that I walked in and, uh, well, uh, I was surprised by the response. <laughs> oh. by, by the fact that I wasn't like, it was it was just so obvious to me. Because, I mean, the all, Dane, you know when someone kills a room, right? Absolutely. It's like, it, Judy had they, just annihilated annihilated look, this room. I
2: think they look for different things. Is it? I suppose, like, how many times do I have to perform? I think I performed three times, but I suppose they look at. Different aspects of the performance, how you engage your audience, the setup of the joke, stuff like that. How much people kind of get it? Is it kind of a universal joke? So mm. for me, I just get on the stage and um, and just do me. Like if you, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, there's going to be bits you will like and if you don't like any of them, then I'll see you soon, babes. So I don't know where else I can for you. Nobody that's
1: impersonate that. Judy. And look that's look how sure. nice and diplomatically that was put. If you don't like it, then I guess I'll see you around. Now, if you say <laughs> if if now if you didn't like my stuff, I know I'll direct you. It would be to some maternal genitals in your family. But that's another story <laughs> for another time. But the but thing Jesus. is, Judy, you say you don't win, but long term, you, you went from funny women to loose women. So now you are yeah. leading and the platform what, where you get the the women- to like women all the time.
2: But the thing is it's, it's nice to be, be to have been a part of it with the funding because I suppose you know there's many talented women on there, the women that won and the women that um, took place and it 's nice that we as women in comedy could do something, and yes, I think we all have different areas that we are you know in life and where we have purpose where we 're meant to go, so it wasn 't for my destiny at that time to win, and I think just being on the on the lineup for me was a win. Get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having that kind of Absolutely. explosion experience, and now, yes, I am a panellist on the Loose Room. I'm a loose-ass bitch. I'm there a you, go. <laughs> you,
0: you, you can say it. We, we, we shan't <laughs> 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 ever. ever. Um, it's probably time for a question as the format dictates. Absolutely
1: so again Julie can't thank you enough for being a guest on the podcast. As our very esteemed guest we invite you to ask the first question. Any question you would like. There is no question too intelligent. There is no question too stupid. All questions are are welcome on the show which we'll discuss for 15 minutes and some change and then Howard will ask a question. We'll do the same and then lather, rinse, repeat. I'll ask the final question we'll discuss. Then we will go. Everybody have a nice time. You get to enjoy them sofas and you get to go around giving love around the rest of the world. Sound like a plan?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a good plan. My, my questions, listen right, I'm just going to keep it real with what, what I am uh, do you men is it like, between you guys when you're having your conversation let <laughs>
0: so on, let's I love it, it already, I love it already <laughs>
2: let's keep it real. do you guys secretly have fantasies about having a bit of a fluffy, like having a bit of peace <laughs> with a fluffy, we want to know the juice because I get a lot of men that are like, you know, outside they're like yeah nah, you know, they want like a little Kim Kardashian, but then they'll be sending me little DMs or when they see me, every minute they're squeezing my arm like they're obsessed with the fatty bits like the chubby bits. Do you guys secretly fantasise about fluffies?
1: Well, okay. Um, for you may not be aware um, what uh, Judy is saying is that despite the narrative from most men about the quintessential attractive female form our men's more secretly attracted to, we'll say, a more fuller figured woman yeah, well, big thing, big thing. Oh, I'm gonna lie; it's no secret. I like big things. <laughs> <That's>, so, <it's, laughs> so do it's, I. It's not. It's not a secret. I, I feel like um, I don't know. I I, I can't speak for a, lo- a lot of men. I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to uh, discussions about beauty and uh, the female form, I think a lot of it is very much skewed and manipulated by uh, media, manipulated by yes. capital interests, and I really feel like. My opinion is beauty, really, as we understand it, is a lie. I feel like, you know, even though it's a very old and hack adage, uh, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. I don't think there's any uh, uniform or universal standard for beauty. And I think, even though, for example, Judy, you might refer to your uh, body type as fluffy, I think if you were somewhere like uh, in, you know, Samoa, Nigeria, yeah, Nigeria or Samoa, you know, uh, there are a lot of parts of the world outside of the West and outside of Western Europe where. You know, people would argue that your shape would be a lot more feminine, but then at the same time, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to say by that narrative that a woman that's maybe slimmer or like you know a size zero up to like maybe a size eight is also undesirable or less feminine. So, mm. for myself personally, um, yeah, I'm a. Tra- I I I I don't have a type.
2: That's a good answer, Dave. Like yeah. that is such a broad answer, but it's good because I think like the fact that what you're saying about the whole. The, the thought of beauty and how people try to construct it and how society puts its, its layers on top of it. It takes away someone actually being acknowledged for the internal beauty. Is There's actually- so much just put on the external and I think it just changes the narrative and, and almost controls it. And that in itself... Is why there is such labels as plus size and this yeah. size. It really makes me think like, who decided? I never decided to be, be plus. A plus size. Exactly. It was given to me. Exactly. Like, one day I was 12 and then I was like, you're plus size. I was like, well, who told you that? My mama, but she made dumplings. Like, how am I supposed to say no?
1: Exactly. Well, it, I mean, why, why should you even say no? And like you said, I, I feel like when guys, uh, the outward narrative men might give about the women they're attracted to i think that a large part of that comes from suggestion and i don't think it's really a thing that men secretly like fluffies i think men like women of all sizes i think obviously especially because a full-figured woman a lot of time is very indicative like i said of femininity because if you look at like old archaeological evidence of like fertility gods from the african continent and stuff Mm. the carvings and like you know the stone carvings are all very full-figured women And you know, even
2: when you look at some of the European paintings of women back then, very curvaceous breasts, thighs, they had belly, they even had a little bit of belly. So Mm -hmm. I think on a, a global level, I think there is maybe it's more about. The western world and places like america that has really like tried to shut down that narrative and changing of all kind of being accepted and seeing a woman just as a woman um and and have this wider aspect regards to shape and body type instead of just making it into this one kind of narrative maybe maybe it's the uk and the US that needs to catch up really or open up his mind
1: well, yeah. I mean, I think the real paradox is is that, like, uh, to women of all body types, the suggestion always is whatever they are isn't good enough. And, like I say, the reason why I say beauty is a lie is mm. because I think that's more of an idea that's been commodified so that it can be manipulated for capital gain. So, like, you know, my mother, for example, yes. my mom, my mum's always 5'8". She's, like, a size zero. And so... While some women might be like, oh, well, that's that's the body you tried to attain. Then my mum was like, but when I was growing up, people might call me a beanpole or I might not satisfy, the, you know, the quintessential figure for a Caribbean woman. So she was dealing with that. And I've got like lots of friends or like girlfriends who might be criticized because of their shape. But then, like I said, but then on the other hand, like you're being told that you're fluffy, you're plus size. So it's like, as a woman, you typically can't win. And I remember Tina Fey, who uh, wrote Mean Girls. Mm. She, uh, she said that women are saddled with this ridiculous uh, aspirational figure whereby, you know, you're supposed to look like a Kardashian where you're racially ambiguous. So you're like olive skin, but you're not too dark, you're not too light. But then you also have a size zero waist, but then you've got like D or E cut breasts. Then you're supposed to have like a big bum, but at the same time, you're supposed to have all this full figure and the hormones that can allow that to happen, but then at the same time you're supposed to be as like a hairless as like an Asian woman, but then have the curves of like a Latin woman, and then have the lips <laughs> of a black woman. So as a, the more it goes on, the more impossible it is for any woman to attain that. And then you know the only people that benefit are cosmetic surgeons. And
2: you're so right, and, and I think you're right regards to how um, you know beauty is constructed because it's a multi-billion million trillion dollar business
0: yeah you you just took the the words out of my mouth judy because what i was going to say is just how it would our approach to beauty be as it is now if it wasn't for the money associated with it Mm. and the manipulation of people's minds to kind of think that they need to be a certain way otherwise they have less less value in society which is Mm. i mean if you think about it that simply. It's tragic because the one thing I definitely see in my world uh, and my life and anyone, I mean, there's just all shapes and sizes, right? That's the best mm-hmm. thing about love. You, sometimes you'll see two people together or you'll you know that, you know that situation when you meet a mate of yours and they're like, are oh, you going to meet my new girlfriend and my new boyfriend? He'd be like, oh, great. And then you'll meet them and be like, huh, oh, OK, I, <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't see that in my head, right? And That's not a race thing or, or an, a background thing. It's just like sometimes you'll be like, oh. Okay, yeah. cool. Like yeah. whatever's working for you, mate. You know, but yeah, exactly. And the I, money element is so bad to it,
1: think that you're. It, you're it's, it's very bad, and I think, that, and that's the whole thing behind it, Judy. I don't think that I think with most men, there's not really this idea that a fluff woman's unattractive. I think some men it's suggested to them, and in their head, they develop this idea that the quintessential mm. attractive woman, like I said, is this woman who has these disproportionate dimensions. And, you know, you see that And you see how that plays out Because, you know, the women It suggested to them that if they can attain this Then they're happy But then it's like, I would Not to mansplain, but I would say to any woman Who feels daunted by this idea of being fluffy or husky It's like, well then if you look at somebody Like, you know, Kim Kardashian Is she happy? Because a happy person doesn't go back under the knife Right?
2: Mm. Or, you
1: know, or even yeah. like I, I, You see the archetype where since like the days of Marilyn Monroe It's been suggested to particularly a uh, European woman that blondes have more fun And that, yes, that and that, Yeah. to achieve that archetype of having this blonde hair, blue eyed, Aryan, wet dream on big boobs is the epitome of uh, sexual desire or objectification. So a lot of time when women are trying to express sexuality, that's what they kind of opt for: blonde hair, big boobs, and stuff. But then I would say to a lot of women, if you look at the life of like Marilyn Monroe, that ended tragically, and it was her who said, uh, it was her who said, you know, they'll pay you thousands for a kiss and twenty cents for your soul in Hollywood. So, wow! So she tells you the folly behind this, this the kind of superficial um, idolatry, you know, and that repeats again. It's like you know, look at um, Anna Nicole Smith again. Yes! Playmate, oh my God! Playmate of the Year, object of desire, no longer around. You know, it's just. It's, I think. I think really for me, it's like women shouldn't even listen to what the fuck any man thinks or what they say they go for because they're all full of shit anyway. And even when I was in school. Oh. Yeah, we ask that question. We are full of shit because, we're not, we're not, <laughs> because men, will, men will always say these things, but then definitely will always do the opposite. Because, you know, at one point, I never heard the word cellulite until the 21st century. Mm. you know and then all, 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 all of a sudden that becomes an issue and then things and then at one point it was like women were supposed to have like uh dimples in their bum then you're supposed to show a bit of bum cleavage then you're not supposed to have cleavage then they're supposed to be lifted and separated and then the idea is that you're supposed to get a breast implant and then your body's a size eight but you got like d cups which anatomically doesn't make any sense so then years later that's a, that's the, a
2: lot of problems in your back
1: there you go so then years later women, <laughs> women have all these back pro- women have all these back problems and then the and then pip implants and those aren't those weren't um proper as well so I, I don't know man I just, I, I, as I said I just think for me Judy I'd say do not listen to what any man says in terms of what his type is or what he goes for because typically it all, always ends up being the complete opposite anyway uh, I just think and,
2: and I think you just have to name and shame them. That's yeah, all. name and shame like, them. But the is... like, I'm not in it. Like, but you're, you are. You were asking for me to sit on you. Like, stop what? your
1: night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: Jerry, <laughs> stop I, your night. Exactly.
0: I'll tell you what the
1: difference is, though. I exactly.
0: That, I'm, I'm going to make one difference, because I can talk, uh, you know, uh, about my own personal taste, which if you went through the, uh, you know, the the back catalogue, I don't bat. know if that's a good, sen- <laughs> is that a good sentence to say about the <laughs> previous... Tara just so you know I was oh, a like player. player. <laughs> hey hey, <laughs> hey. Definitely not. just just attempted to play but failed every <laughs> time pretty much. But the um, but the, the kind of I I wasn't I I wasn't into any uh fluffy ladies like it wasn't my thing you know. Yeah. I do remember having uh, one escapade. Um and uh I, do you know what sticks in my mind from it as much as she you know she was lovely uh, is that when we, you know, uh, you know, when it came to that time, yep. um, she said she had to have the lights off, and I, that wow. always that always stuck with me. I assume it. No, I think back, it might have just been because of me. <laughs> it might be because we did want to look at me. <laughs> but it might have been that she was self conscious, um, mm. and 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 that's kind of I've never, you know, I've never really Sad. forgotten that moment. But mm. also, I tell you, the bigger thing for me as well is like you know, kind of, I don't know, like people change, right? That's the other Mm. thing. Like people are allowed to change. Like you could have a period in your life where that isn't part of, you know, that is part of you in those times where it isn't. I I don't think people should be, you know, as long as you're healthy and you feel happy, isn't that what matters? Yeah, and I think if it's taken to a road like
2: that where, you know, you are becoming uncomfortable yourself because of how, you know, if you've got to that stage and you're still thinking that, oh, you don't want the person to see you, then it, 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 there's a real disconnect with the love for you have for yourself because if you feel like that, how do you how do you even judge that this person it, it is good yeah. enough for you if you don't feel like you're good enough for them to see? I want you to see all of me. Turn on the light, get the LED lights, absolutely. open the door,
0: absolutely,
1: so <laughs> absolutely, it. On, on, gonna... absolutely, lights and candles on top of the covers. I don't care. Ain't no, sh- there should be. Was- ain't no shame in my game
2: none at all I want you to see all my bellies all
0: of them I'm quite envious of your confidence here guys I mean I've never been conf- I mean I'm literally like my wife always jokes I know, we talked about this day now, how I'm like a frightened nudist like I'm not a very nudie person so when I get changed for bed, oh like, like, really quick. <laughs> it's a really quick change. Of- <laughs> so you,
2: the thing is, as a fluffer, you just got to know how to work it. Like, I know I've got a big chest, I've got belly, I've got thighs. So, you know, if you want to keep that, you know, if any fluffers are listening and you want to know how to manoeuvre, you know, if you're having that little sexy moment with the guy, you've got to know how to prop the arms under the breast without the bra so it still looks perky. You know, there's little things that we know how to do. And I think once you... Sorry, I'm actually doing it before I'm talking to you, like- that's, right. that's, why that's why I'm
1: not
0: talking. Right. <laughs> I've learn. never seen Dane look so serious You know, on what I mean, Once
2: you learn all these little manoeuvres, yeah, like you have the hand under the breast and, you know, you lie a certain way or you lie on your front so that you you, know, you feel worried about your belly. Learn all those kind of things and, and show the personality. Like, I really believe, maybe because I'm a comedian, just address these things from the beginning. Like, I, if I'm dating someone, I'm very much like... You can see what size I am. So I will be like, oh, I really like this top. Oh, my gosh, hold on a minute. I'll call you back. i got to buy this top. Then when I speak to him, I'm like, oh, I'm so upset. They run out of size 20. So he knows from the beginning. <laughs> 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 That's a, you know, This exactly. is incredible. But I, I still, <laughs>
1: but exactly. But I, I don't think there should be any surprise. And uh, myself personally, like I said, I can only speak for myself as a man. My advice to most people is like, don't worry about what you want. And even when men talk about what they want, like I said, they're full of shit. And for me, like my whole endeavor in order to position myself romantically is about working on what I have to offer rather than what I want. Yes. And I feel like, I and I think the more you work on that, then by law of attraction, you will attract the kind of people that you want. So, at the end of the day, so that's my position in it. And uh, so for me, big or skinny is all good, ladies. I, I just, I would just, I am happy if I am able to offer something to somebody who has, you know. A, a dirty mind but a clean conscience and uh yeah close Good legs qualities. to the, close legs to the rest of the world but an open mind to the whole world that's my uh qualities that's it
0: okay. it's a beautiful um, question great. love that Thank question you. Thank you. Uh, and um listeners of any shapes and sizes if you want to get in contact and talk about how you're feeling we you know we'll hook you up <laughs> Judy Judy is incredibly incredible speaker uh, uh to you know inspire people to appreciate themselves no like that's one of your things online right judy like you yeah, people yeah love i do to monday
2: motivation talk. monday motivation every monday or well, tried every monday and which is now um slash has self-care as well because although it's motivating there's sometimes when i'll speak about things that is more about self-care so like today i'm talking about you know taking a break and finding peace in your mind and sometimes i might motivate you like get up forget the labels that people's put on you right. let's do this so yeah a lot of that and um other bits so I'm sure we'll talk
0: about later <laughs> yeah well I mean I, I was going to talk about um, my, in my question and it's going to go to both of you guys you know I'd also you know interested to hear what, ha- what our listeners think of this one which is you know online you offer a lot of opinion and a lot of advice on people's issues and life problems from you know really trivial stuff to quite serious stuff I think it's a fair yeah. description right yeah so this is this. I'm trying to be quite niche with this question right is yeah. there a good way to give advice because I tell you what I've seen some people do a really shit job of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you know what? And you first... do, you don't. You're very good. You're very good, Judy. You're very good. And, and and so it's interesting to ask you, both of you, what you think of that. I don't know what, where you think stand on it, Judy.
2: For me, I think it's really, uh, what winds me up, I'll tell you what winds me up first. When people give advice and they haven't even lived that life, live anything near that life, have anybody around them, that has been in those kind of situations. I think that it's really important to, as well, not be judgmental. Um, I think sometimes when you've got like motivational speakers and so I don't cast myself as emotional, but ba- ba- motu- I can't even say the word because I'm definitely not here. A <laughs> <person>. <laughs> That's what I'm I won't, I won't, I won't even pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> People don't like, give you advice. I don't even see it like that. I just talk about. Things that I've been through, how I feel about it and what I learned from it. And that's the advice that I give what I learned. And if it can help, it help. I think it's really important to, like I said, not be to be non-judgmental, to understand that someone might make a choice in a certain situation, but that was them then. And maybe that's not them now. Mm-hmm. And, that, and when I'm saying non-judgmental, it's the fact that, you know, you never know if you could end up being in the same predicament and making the same so-called bad choices that someone else has. So I always really – I think, you know, you can give bad advice without a doubt. And I think the best way to give advice is to try and see the person as an individual, try and be empathetic to um, their circumstances, because circumstances environment really makes a difference Mm -hmm. on things that you will do and how you even – you know see yourself and then try to give advice that will help them reflect um be honest with their self about their feelings and have some kind of conclusion of a way out in the sense of even if it's them being honest so you might not be able to say okay this is going to get you out definitely but if they can actually be honest you know god forbid they're with you know a partner is who's, who's you know abusive or something if they can first you can get them the advice that they can be honest with their self that they're not happy mm-hmm. they don't want to be in this and they feel like they're in danger that will open up the next mm-hmm. step what do i have to do now to not be in danger to try and make myself happy and to try and get out i think sometimes when you push people with like this is what you must do this is how you do it, mm-hmm. everybody thinks works sings dance live loves differently
0: mm. so yeah but the opening know, bit is the key right how you broach giving advice is like one of the biggest challenges i think like i always use the <laughs> i always say to people do you want to hear my opinion <laughs> do, you know because i work, if they say do you know what no howard i think you talk bollocks about anything to do with love or or my, my relationship you know, i don't really want to hear it. i was wouldn't right i just wouldn't mm. give them the opinion but i think you trying kind to of try and offer people the chance to say no really yeah, I, yeah. It, I think i think
2: some people don't even want the advice yet they just want someone to listen they just, want, they just want to uh, get uh, stuff uh, up their chest. That's where
1: I go wrong, Judy. You make a good point because I. Uh, it took me a while to realize sometimes when people would come to me for advice because a lot of time when people come to advice, like you said, they don't actually want advice. They just want the opportunity to vent, and that took me a mm-hmm. while sometimes because obviously I try my best to be a goal oriented or a solution oriented person, and sometimes as like you said, people aren't ready to hear that necessarily. And also, uh, when I mean, I, I like to give advice. Not that's kind of binary in terms of like if, for example, when someone says, "Oh, they might be in a beautiful relationship," my thing as well fuck that and leave which is not always as simple mm-hmm. as that and uh yeah. it's not that i'm condemning somebody for their actions or the situation they're in but i do try and kind of see things in a very uh black and white kind of way where i'm like this person is responsible for your trauma you need to end that and it's not always mm-hmm. as simple as that and the only way i learned that was to be in similar situations and that definitely helped me gain a lot more empathy but um
0: yeah what- but that's because you're an incredibly p- principled person it's kind of a very interesting yeah. example you Dane. You, you know i would describe you as one of the most principled persons uh, people i know And therefore you're coming to it with something that often, you know, I'm sure Judy's experience is talking to people. Not a lot of people have those principles. They haven't been built into them in the way that you have with your upbringing and your life. Yeah. But
1: I mean, but you have to, you have to practice integrity. And and I think that even, even though I like to think that's a good trait to have, and and it's something I definitely try to project at the same time, I feel like when people see that, like you said, Judy, unfortunately, sometimes people interpret as me being judgmental when it's like, I could never be in that situation. And they think, well, is he condemning me for being in that situation? And it's not necessarily the choice. It's just that I just try to set an example for myself because of the sake of peace of mind and just you know treat and treat others or carry myself in a way I'd like someone to treat or think about when they're dealing with other people. Mm. But I think for me to have become better at advice, it's definitely I've definitely needed to learn to be a lot more empathetic and realize not everybody mm. may have had the same uh, opportunity to have the same sense of integrity that I have. not everyone's had the same opportunities and has the same confidence to be as outspoken about things they don't like as I have. So, what I try and do now instead of giving, try not to give bad advice or peer judgmental is I always try and seek the ideal uh, state from people. So let's say someone's in a bad relationship or they're in a difficult, like well, a love triangle and, you know, so many yeah. entanglements with love. I always have to say to somebody, just tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. And sometimes people think that I'm being aggressive or, but I'm just saying, just tell me what you want. Like, I understand we live in a world of compromise and we can live in a world of uh, paradox and duplicity where not everything is straightforward. But at least mm-hmm. if someone says to me what the best situation would be for them, we can start working towards the closest semblance of that possible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so if someone's like, yeah. I feel like I'm trapped and I can't do this. I'll just be like, just what do you want? What would be the best thing? If you could, if it's the best thing, if you're away from this person, you and your kids are safe living somewhere else, if that's what you want, like even as unrealistic as it sounds, if that's what you want, Let's work towards it's, that. that's a good
2: way because it, it, you, in that moment of asking what they want, you actually you can slightly take them out of that trauma for a moment to think clearly. Because sometimes yeah. that's not what people ask. People will ask you, "What's going on? How did you get in this situation? Oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. What happened? That's, that's usually blame, the first. Yeah. yeah, that's usually the first question it's Not. It's very rare that someone will say, "What do you want? And then they have to stop for that moment and think. Some people don't even box. think,
1: and some people don't even think about it. You know, some people don't even think about Never. it like In relationships, like like so I've been in relationships with people And if it goes bad, it's like Yeah, but I thought you was going to be this person And you you always carry and I'm oh, like, wow. just tell me what you want Because I always say to people You have the privilege of conscience If you know your actions are not To the detriment of another human being Or another living person Then you should be able to say or do what you want If what you're acting or doing is coming from love Like even if he's like With my friend sometimes If he wants to say something to me He's like, I just don't want to get pissed off I might get pissed off but you should know if you're my true friend and you're coming from a place of love, I might be pissed off at first, but I'll get over it. Because our, relation, mm. our relationship and my love for you, whether you are my girlfriend or my wife or my friend, that has to be bigger than my pride.
0: This
2: is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you
0: Burrow.com
1: slash ACAST. Yeah, so so my whole thing is like, it's never about being a creature of pride. I try to practice that the most as possible. It's like, you know, I, like I said, it's not about me being proud of being black because that's not something I had any control over. I love being black. You know, my Mm. my parents, like, the idea is like, when I become a parent, it's not that I'm proud of my children. I love them for who they are anyway. That's the kind of mentality I want to have in the first place. So when it comes to like advice with me, it's always like, I know sometimes it's hard to give advice because like you said, if you're not in that same position for you to give people like, uh, you know, an anecdote on how they can do the same thing. And like I said, people deal with trauma or any situation in very different ways. <laughs> so that's why my whole thing is like, I just, when someone vents, I'll listen to them vent and then be like, what is it you want? What is the idle situation? Yeah. As, as impossible as it may be. Like, uh, interesting, yeah, it's,
0: it's interesting that you brought, um, a brace. Cause that was actually one of the things that kind of made me think about this because I was, have you been following this story going on with Adidas in America? Uh really? and re- and regarding the kind of uh protests against the lack of diversity in their uh in their Adverse. organization. In their in organizations. Oh, right, so right, anyone no. that works as a designer for Adidas, you know, it's it's turned out that given it is a hugely uh you know black-fronted in terms of the sports stars, particularly in America, um, you know, organisation, most of the people that work there are are white. And there's been a few instances, I can share the links and share with our our listeners uh, if you want to look into it. But the thing that kind of amazed me when I was listening to this story uh, of these protests going on and, you know, arguably the, the the people are being treated really badly, uh, the employees. But is the idea that this this HR person is going to give advice <laughs> to these black employees about how to respond to the racism or the, or the or the that someone put a Confederate flag in a in a in a brainstorm document, which is obviously offensive? Yeah. Know, bottom line, offensive, right? But I just thought the process there, and like you kind of look at that and you think, God, there's there's an example of like. Sometimes it's probably best just to not give advice and try and get some. I don't know. I I don't know how they do. that.
2: Well, the thing is, I suppose maybe that person's thinking because they're HR, they understand how to strategically, you know, respond to something. They're thinking of in that moment of advice, they're thinking about what their skill sets are, not necessarily what the people they're advising needs. And I think that can happen a lot. You know, sometimes you can give advice and you think, oh, because I'm you know, actually I I live quite a good life with my partners and I know I know this and I know that. And that's exactly probably what that HR person. They're not thinking you anything know, else. Just, uh, you know I, know, I
1: worked with Kanye and he used the Confederate flag for the yeah. bomber jacket from before and so if Kanye's trying to appropriate it, I'm just paying it forward with and, and and I and I always think that again, that comes from a lack of empathy. And to be honest, me me person, you know me Howard, I I am I am skeptical of anybody who works in a department that refers to human beings as a resource. So, I I also I also feel like if you work for a company and I come to you with a grievance about that company, if that company employs you as well, then you have a conflict of interest, and that's Mm. why to me HR stands for hot refreshments. You just to them you drink some tea, and they do nothing. Sorry, HR people.
2: <laughs> well, this is Sorry, all saying. listeners. If they, if they really, if they were really wanting to give advice to the people, for the people, their first thing would do, what they would do is sit down and think what, like what Dane was saying. What do they want? What do my staff want and need? Actually, they need to be able to get off their chest, deal with the. Rest. How can they? How can we? How can we give that to them? And then they think about. Um, finding someone that can, and not saying that people from other backgrounds can't have empathy and have some advice with other stuff, whether it's legal or whatever, but if you was touching on the emotion of it, then they would have thought about getting someone that's relatable.
0: Well, professionally, they they need to try and offer advice in that situation, but the reality of it, I think, is that they need to take advice on how to, do, on how to give the advice out in the first place. Because, you know, this HR person who who, who I, I believe was, you know, a, a white Caucasian American uh, person was, was you know, offering, obviously speaking to this employee who'd said, you know, I'm really upset about these, you know, couple of scenarios. And it's like, well, you, you probably can't really understand, can you? You can't really then offer advice. You can try and be empathetic, but, you, you know, as a, as a Jew... I can understand like okay when I see a swastika on someone or I see a swastika tattoo I can you know I can understand some elements but it's still different it's still definitely different
2: but I think if they're going to if they're, if you I think you might not be the same cultural background and you might have not be the same age or you know but I think if you are able to have that conversation and say look okay you know, you are black. You know, I'm white. Um, I d- don't see things to the same because of our experience. However, um, you, they might have an understanding on how to approach the situation through a company or so on, or have that empathy to say, "These are my skill sets. Would that support you in this fight against this injustice?" Do you understand what I'm
0: saying? Well, that diplomacy it- is, is is what and uh, the, the kind of the detail of it, right? That you're saying. People just love to ignore right nowadays, don't they? They just want to, they just want to literally just throw, you know, the prams, the, the toys at the pram is, is demeaning to the issues, but like you know, people just want to get fucked off, right? That's that's yeah. the era we're living in, which I can understand. I mean, Dane, listen, <laughs> we've talked about enough stuff on this yeah, podcast yeah. that requires us getting angry, yeah. but that diplomacy has to exist somewhere.
1: Yeah, it? definitely. I, I, As I said, for me, I already think when it comes to advice or any kind of discourse in terms of... Uh, empowering other human beings or understanding them i just think yeah empathy is uh the big is just the biggest part of it and uh and also by that that merit of empathy understanding how rationalization works i always feel like you know a lot of time people will say something like oh how can poor people if they're so poor buy cigarettes and blah blah blah, blah blah it's like well you know what if i grew up where i didn't have any economic opportunity and you know, there was very few prospects of me transcending my social start status. Yeah, I might need a little fucking nicotine boost during my day. It's just like if I if yeah, I if saying. I'm a single if I'm a single people, oh I saw a single mother and she was smoking. It's disgusting. You know what? If I'm being kept up all night by two children and my and my partner and the father of kids are not fucking helping me, and I'm also on receivership, and also the fact that I'm on receivership means if I wanted to go for a job, I'm already stigmatized because I can't because I've already been on the dole. I've been on receivership in the first place, and I'm trying to keep it up and keep my energy up, and I can't afford any kind of nutrition. I will go to a gym. Yeah, I might need a fucking cigarette. And so... And, what, and, and, yeah. and, and sometimes that little boost of energy and nicotine and distraction from my light, the state of my life Dis- that,
2: that's the word that, distraction yeah
1: that little distraction or that deflection and me just you know just trying to in, or this little, small little path I might go in self-destruction is the little break I need just to escape my body for like two fucking minutes like how can someone understand that right if you have a hard day at work you want to go and do a shot of tequila so you understand why a woman might want to have a, a single mother want to have a cigarette in the same way that like when people are like oh my god like when people in the LGBT community they call if you get HIV they call it the gift that's so twisted blah blah well you know what if there was an entire generation of people from our community that were plagued by the disease that kills us and the world acts like they didn't really give a fuck until it affected them and I'm still trying to survive the fact that I'm all considered inferior to other people just because of my sexual orientation you know what maybe I'll just look at the irony of life and refer to it as a gift so fuck it yeah. So for me, I just think,
2: yeah,
1: if, yeah. I I, yeah. I never try to be judgmental, and yeah, I, I I always try to preface any advice I give people by trying to see it from their situation as well, but always trying to aspire towards the most ideal state they can be in and be free of that situation. Like and like I said, like even on the subjects of work, like I've spoken to like people where they've been like, oh, Dane I hate my job, and I'm like, ah,
0: just oh my god, it happens yeah. so much. And in I, <R2> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, and, and
1: I, I, just, I and I say, ah, just quit, and they're like, well, you can't just quit, then Blah 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 blah. But, like, I, but I say to them, <laughs> I did, and that's not it's, it's not as easy say oh i did so it's easy for you because you may have a very different skill set to me but what i always tell people yeah. is that at the very least just consider like you won't go in the office with no statues you know and none of these mm. the, that motherfucker from hr is not coming to your funeral
2: exactly listen do you know what when i was doing a nine to five definitely i used to see people stress and then you'd hear someone dies in the council or wherever and then you just see on the, the 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 internal internet like their name and the, the you know and the rose and they worked so hard. And then That's it. Back to assessments, and back, There you go. This back was to assessments. <laughs> like, and I, I, and it was, I was like, nah, my name's not coming up with no one, Rose. Are you this mad? Is it. I want the whole place to shut down. That's that? what I'm no, saying. No, they, let me they, they're
1: not going to do a minute of silence for you, man, you know, next yeah, year. No. So, yeah. But,
2: that minute could be a, the start of an assessment for whatever job you're doing. The yeah, exactly.
1: For a, for a client. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been brilliant to hear your answers to those that question. I've been thinking about it a lot because people do it, right? People say oh, I want your advice on this. It's like, oh, shit. Was, Do they okay. really want your advice? <laughs> That's, That's the, the question, it, right? Do That's they the really want your advice?
2: Because yeah. sometimes you want to say, fix the hell up. Yep. Yeah, don't ask for that damn same thing. again that you've been asking for the last five years.
1: Yeah, because taking advice can sometimes mean taking responsibility and i think sometimes when people are given the power or they understand now the powers within their hands to, to tr- transcend their situation it might be hard for them to do maybe because of a learned behavior of not being able to respond very well to conflict or hostility which is why anyone i love or i'm close to that's why i say to them even though it seems like i'm doing tough love or being aggressive i say what do you want if you tell me what exactly what you want let's start working towards that yeah
2: yeah Great. take it away take it
0: a... love that Great conclusion to that answer, there, guys. So over to Dane for the final question of today's show. Oh. I
2: just know this is going to be one one question that I'm going to forget. The no, 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 of no, the no, no. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. I promise this is not going to be too verbose. I,
1: I know I'm known for that, but you know, ever since I got this uh, this dictionary app, for it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a new vibe for me. But. um... Got right. Judy, as I say, uh you're obviously you're known for your warmth, and like I said, you're the young auntie and you're the best friend next door. You are the lady at the salon, you are the friendly lady next to, you're <laughs> the lady the other lady next to you the other lady when she's getting like, you know, um the French tips or the acrylics done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, Judy's the dream person that you sit next to at a wedding. Is that exactly exactly. Yeah. Oh, everyone's on, trying to be on Judy's table. Oh so you're the go to, know, so you're oh. the go-to, you're the go-to. So
2: I love that. As well,
1: as well as that, and we've seen this uh, materialize, Judy, because I've seen your Insta Live where you have helped people with their love lives, and uh, you know irrespective of you know age, race, sexual orientation, you're always trying to help people find love. Quarantine
2: date night. Quarantine date night. Quarantine check it date. out
1: if people don't know about. It, check out Quarantine Date Night. Um,
2: Last week was like a therapy session. I swear, this that. is it. it was a people
1: lot. need it, and I, it was a lot. people need it. And I, I feel like um, we had a discussion about it where you had said that you know sometimes you ran into some adversity because. You think some of the criteria that people have is very unrealistic. And as I said, that's why I I Mm. focus on what I have to offer rather than what I want. So Mm. um, I say that to say this is that I think a lot of people um, really are too focused on what they think love should look like when really it's not something you can necessarily see it's a feeling and i feel like sometimes people forget that people have an idea that there's yes. that love has some kind of aesthetic but my question is because like you know you try to help people and give them therapy in terms of finding you know a partner finding some uh, shared um i guess love with somebody else your judy love what does a judy love look like to you
2: Judy love yeah. Love in itself Or Judy's Would love you, in,
1: um, in the eyes of Judy What does love look like Is how I should phrase the question
2: Love Oh God When I think about
0: it Like oh, How do you, you define just, love Hey, That's a
2: tough How do you define love Do you know what I feel like it's so, It so changes um, It changes on Depending on where you are As a person um, It changes on Who's grown you as a person I think that over the last um, couple of years, my idea and feeling of love has definitely, definitely changed and expanded. And it's even, even though it's expanded, it's more simple as well. I think for me, love is about finding someone or well, not finding someone. That person kind of comes to you, you know, you cross paths, and there, you, there's just something there. Like even if you don't get on with them at first, but there's something there. Um, and I feel like love is so simple. This is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like it's quite, it's quite simple. You can, you get on. If there is a problem, you hash it out. Like it's simple. It enhances you. It embraces you. You feel safe. I think those are the things that stands in my mind. It's simple. Enhances your life. Or you as a person, you feel safe, safe enough to be vulnerable. And it's fun. Um, You know, I've had relationships and it's felt so heavy. Mm. Everything feels so heavy. And it's just like, even if they're like, I love it, love it, it's just so heavy. Let's do this. It's just so heavy. Like, if it's an argument, it's so heavy. Don't get me wrong. The more you check for someone, the more you're going to be passionate about something. But I think for me personally, like I said, it's simple. It enhances you, it's safe and it's fun. And these are things that you need to think about.
1: So um, how, as I was saying, I was talking to Judy and Judy was saying that like, you know, she hears from people that are looking for partners where they're like, they have to be over six foot and only over this amount. And yeah, all this very strange superficial criteria, which is not in no way tantamount Uh, to like a a connection with somebody. So this is why it's like, how can, that's not going to help you fall in love, which is why I like to go back to the first stuff. It's like, just because you look good, doesn't mean your life is going to be patterned to be perfect. I mm, I, do
2: you know what? And do you know what, when I was doing quarantine date nights, there was one, this guy that came on, and let me tell you something, I cannot get this comment out of my head, and maybe because I had a, a sick mum who passed away and I've got an elderly dad, but this guy came on and he was talking about love that he wants and, you know, what he wants to give to somebody. He was saying to them, he was saying, when he came on, I think people was like, oh, they weren't patrol about, you know, he tall enough? Is this? They were doing all of that. And then he was saying, one of the simple things he said was, I want to share my life with someone. I want to be able to sit down with them and say, babes, what, how are we going to care for our parents when they're older? I was like, mate, take my drawers, get me this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll undo the bra for yeah, you, you, brother. Go. Don't worry. You because you see that there. Do you you, you understand what I'm saying? That's the kind of love with, obviously you have conditions, but with no conditions in the sense when someone can think about you and your extended that they're going to say they want to be in that kind of love. That is real partnership, like, how are we going to care for our, our parents when they're older? You know, it's, it's those things. I don't think him being six foot four, him taking you to, you know, the most expensive rate, um, restaurant and putting up in a range really is going to matter. And because I've been through that period of caring for a parent and being so distraught, feeling so scared, so vulnerable, if someone had said that to me at that time or before that time, I, maybe I wouldn't recognize it then, but now – when you go through things, you recognize, oh my gosh, that is love. Like that is love. So I think that for me, it's those things. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. um, it's
0: powerful, absolutely. powerful stuff because people, you know, do get distracted. Uh I think it's, I think that's the way, you know, you talk about the kind of physicality element. I think, you know, mm. it's got to be there, right? And you can love, you know, I can tell you that I love the way my wife smiles and I'll never, ever, you know, stop loving that. About her, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Howard, she ends up just when the when is off this, I'm going to make fun of you incessantly. I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen her little smiley no, Tara has a wonderful she's, smile. she's a natural Absolutely. smiler Absolutely. you know judy you're a natural, you're the natural smiley people you can't you know you've just got to love that haven't you and, and but i think you, you know the, the the obsession with that and the maintenance of that and the kind of the, the you know physically you know kind of the, if you are in love with someone because of their physical being then you you've made I, my mum always said it you know after you know I, my father passed away a number of years ago and uh, someone to do nothing with because the way she very well very well do very well put. With. like that that is a big part of what love is in in, in a relationship sense anyway, absolutely
1: that's like, that's so so well put Howard, that's really good
0: when I think
2: about love I think about sitting there on a Sunday in your house clothes and your little bit of snacks and you're just contented it doesn't need anything else added on to that do you get what I'm saying like uh, I've got a friend and uh, they've been in a relationship for years and I was at their house a couple, like maybe about a year ago actually. And the love between them, she'd cooked, he cooked the meat, she cooked the the sides and the gravy. And she must've did it exactly how he loves it. She knows it. And he just smacked her on her bum. But the content, like there was nothing else there. It was just like, oh, the way he smacked her, like a nice little tap, but you could just see the content in his face of like, only you know how to make that sauce the way that I like mm. it. And to me, it was like that day, if I could, that's, that's love, it's a,
0: it's a, you know? Little, uh, it's, it's a chemistry, isn't it? It's a chemistry, I think, a lot of the time, you know, you guys, yeah, well, uh, you know, you guys have known each other a while, you, Judy and Dane, right? You've, yeah. You, like, you know, I assume there's a, a great love between you, a different love. But a, definitely, <laughs> and, definitely. And, and, and it's a chemistry, right? Like, as Yeah. If, as if you were both like Dane, or if you were both like Judy, mm, maybe would the would love <laughs> wouldn't yeah, be quite absolutely. there. Exactly. I, I, think, Finding that I, think, I, I think. the chemistry. Everything. I
2: think the chemistry it it brings that energy. It brings that realness. I think, and as well, it's about being really real. I think sometimes we're so um, fixed on what is sold to us as romance and how relationships. Absolutely should be, that you could have it right in front of you and just don't, we don't see it I did a video one time talking about green flags, like everyone's going about red flag, that's a red flag he didn't turn up, that's a red flag, do you even know the green flags? Can you even recognise a good man, a good woman, a good they? Can you even uh, recognise it because you're so busy tick-boxing, going by the red flags that you don't even know the green that's flags? That's such a good point. Because and, and that's what I have to say to some of my quarantine people. You, you're you so there ticking a box, you're missing all the other bits that the person's saying and doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, I didn't think... I feel like I didn't know what love was until I lost it. And right and the first time i lost love Mm. like i took the disposition of most people doing institutionalized religion is that i was speaking about love like people in religion speak about god as if it was my possession and that my Mm. love or my god is more important than anybody else's love or anybody else's god and i say that because Mm. when i first had my heart broken as a man i'm like why this happen to me i try to be a good person i don't deserve this in the same way that people will be like God, why am I being forsaken? I'm a good person. Why do good things happen why do bad things happen Mm. to good people? And then I realized it's like you as a human being, when you describe what love is, have no right to talk about it as your possession. Your privilege as a living being is to get to experience love, which is why we say it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Because what I may refer to as heartbreak, like, oh, my girlfriend doesn't want to be my girlfriend anymore. Well, you know what? When that happened to me, I can go to my parents and talk about it. Whereas, you know, my two friends and my guests here don't have that same privilege. So who, don't, mm. so who the fuck am I, yeah, to talk about love as if it's my possession? You know, love, love yeah. is not something that any human being or any living being has a right to. We all have the privilege of being able to experience it. So, for example, as me and Howard spoke about last week, now Howard has something bigger than him himself he's apt to love because now he has his son, Dylan. But now, you know, yeah. but at the same time, he's not able to relate that feeling to his own father, you know, because that's not around. So, but as it was we mm-hmm. able to experience that love, in the same way that, you know, Judy, you have a career that we all love seeing you do well. We all love to see it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's never going to be a substitute for a mother's love.
2: Yes, definitely, that'd be it, definitely. That being yeah, said, definitely.
1: while you can't articulate your love for your mother to her directly to her physical ears, that feeling hasn't changed.
0: Oh, which means, yes, whether so. she's
1: here or not, that love is still there. Which means we are describing an infinite phenomenon or an infinite energy. Whether you are young, old, whether she's here or not, whether it's been 5, 10, 20, 100 years, your love for her is not going to change. And so for me having to do that study of myself and not, you know, treat love like a possession, it's allowed me to be a better lover to everybody. Which is why I say I don't really mm. focus on what I want, it's who I am and what I have to offer other people. And by that same token, mm. anyone who has truly experienced love, this is what I'm saying the difference between, like, you know, knowing God and having religion is the same as knowing about romance and having your own possession and knowing what love is. Because if you know what love is, yeah. you could never, if you really know what love is, you could never look at another human being Irrespective of their gender, whether they're trans, whether they're gay, whether they're bi, you can never look at another human being and say that they are not they should be denied love because of who they are or what they are.
2: Or yes.
1: You, by, yeah, if yeah. you know what love is, if another person says, I love that person and they're trans and I'm trans and I want to be with them, if you know what love is yourself, you would never deny that to another living creature.
2: Mm. Because if you do... And it's so true when you think about people that are so bitter and people that hate and fill their hearts with hatred, they, they haven't had it's the that's love.
1: That's all it is. It's, it's not about their hatred, it's about their lost love. In the same way that when people talk about heartbreak and it's like they've taken something from me, it's because you have taken the best part of yourself, which is supposed to be that part of yourself, which is holy and spiritual, and given that to somebody else. When they don't reciprocate, you mm. feel like you've lost a part of yourself. Which is why I need to get
2: you on the quality. Which day. is why
1: people which is why people say self-love is so important. Because once you have that idea and again, me saying that God is love, once you have this idea of love within yourself and it's infinite and it's self-sustaining, which means there is no qualms about you giving it out to other people because you know you could always recreate it within yourself.
2: Also And you know what? Something to add to that day as well, with the love about you saying cry and give it back to yourself. If you love yourself enough that you love and trust yourself, that you can always say, okay, well, this is not enough, or this is not what's supposed to be. Because you you know who
1: you are, and like I said, you're coming from a place of love, because then you're setting a standard for yourself. You know how love feels to yourself. You you enjoy the the benevolent energy of knowing and loving a part of yourself. Once you can observe that in yourself, then you're able to project that onto other people. Because the only way, Mm -hmm. because then, like you said, then you can set a standard for yourself, because you're like, I know how love feels. I know how it makes me feel that is not what i am enjoying in this paradigm with another person then we don't have love exactly that's what i think love is
0: it's um, it, it's beautiful and uh, i think uh, there's one thing that's sure it's a lot of oh look it's lots of speaking of, of love, love. love. A kind of lo- here's a kind what of love to show mama, I, I, our, our listeners can't see him but look oh, here's a little, uh, his, this his, is love He's uh, he's love it? it's, it's, look, Dylan, look. Oh, oh, This oh. is this Dylan is, is Listeners my, my boy is just saying hello to Dane and Judy Dylan. <laughs> He hasn't got a lot to say didn't he say much no no, he is gorgeous. <laughs> he
1: is gorgeous. I look,
2: I look, looks a lot, looks,
1: like Tara. No offence, Howard.
0: <laughs> yeah, <he's> he looks <laughs> like Tara. You, you don't mind, do you, sweetheart? <laughs> he looks like he's. Oh, oh no, the lips just gone. The lips just gone. Dylan, you'll be back oh, on this podcast God. at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> but that But we're talking about love. That's. Uh, this is this is one of the levels that it gets to, I think, isn't it, buddy? Oh, I'm scared. Judy, Judy is losing her mind with love right now it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's been a brilliant episode today full of love full uh, of
2: love and you just topped it with, on, the, on the top with icing of Dylan just, it just sealed it boy.
1: so Judy again thank you so much we have nothing but love for you please tell our listeners thank where you, they can guys. find you where they can hear more of your stuff and where they can see you spreading your love around the comedy world and the world at large
2: well, you can find me weekly usually on Loose Women at 12.30, Depends. Just look on my Instagram, which is 1JudyLove, Twitter one Judy love. Facebook JudyLove, and that's J-U-D-I-L-O-V-E. And you can find me Mondays. I do Monday Motivational, Self-Care Monday. I do some comedy videos sometimes through the week. I also do Quarantine Date Nights, which is every Thursday. 9 pm um, till poof, when it stops. I am off for the next two weeks and I'm on BBC Radio London every Wednesday, 8 pm till 10. And every Sunday morning, I've got a Sunday show on BBC Radio London at 9 a.m. till
0: 12.
2: Hey. G- and then you have a little bit that comes on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah.
0: Well, me and Dylan will be checking it out, won't we, Dylan? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, so as you can see <laughs> love is everywhere uh, Judy thank you so much for coming on the podcast you've been amazing it's
0: been amazing Judy i feel that love is everywhere I'm
2: thank you so much that. for coming on the podcast thank you YouTube take have care have a wonderful
0: day much love it's been brilliant to see you Judy take care of yourself and yes. I'm sure like all our listeners we, we love you Judy keep Absolutely. It, oh, right? thank you, you thank too, you Judy alright we'll talk for sure you've been listening to Dane Baptiste questions everything hosted by Dane Baptiste for more from Dane Go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DaneBaptweets or Instagram at DaneSnapTiste. Our guest was Judy Love. You can follow Judy on Twitter and Instagram at OneJudyLove. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheHowardCohen. The show is mixed and mastered by Decode. You can follow D on Twitter and Instagram at Decode. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at dbqe podcast. Thanks to Polly, Gelly and the ACAST team for all their support. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.